You are listening to the Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show. Orange County's only talk radio show dedicated to featuring nonprofit organizations and their leader, with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show. I am your host today, and we have two different guests at two different segments. Juan Sandoval, who's Director of Testing Services for Orange County Community Housing Corporation, is our first guest for the first two segments. This community talk show airs live on the last programming day of each month, only on community, on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to the show as a podcast, and we... We're really happy that you are because we're over 18,000 monthly downloads of our podcast, but we do encourage you to consider listening live during our broadcast times. The show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs, running lower middle market firms to learn more about the nonprofit organizations that are serving the needs of our Orange County and global residents. Juan, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's good to have you here. Let's start very simply. Tell us a little bit about your organization, Orange County Community Housing Corporation. Well, Orange County Community Housing Corporation started off as a means to successfully transition extremely low-income families into self-sufficiency through assistance in housing and, at a later point, education. What do you define as extremely low income? Is there a figure for that? Yes. So below $20,000 a year, uh, once a family isn't able to uh, self-provide, whether it's through housing or whether it's through uh, job opportunities. Living in Orange County, California, and having lived here since 1988, I can't imagine an individual, let alone a family, making ends meet on $20,000 a year in this county. So your services are dramatically in need, then, for someone who's trying to... What type of services does Orange County Community Housing Corporation provide? Uh, well, I mean, exactly said. Uh, once you get to a certain point, you start realizing that if you don't have those additional services, that additional help, you really can't uh, provide yourself an opportunity to reach out. Right. Uh, our our uh, organization provides family mentoring where our professionals are able to go out and speak to our families and talk to them about whether it's budgeting, whether it's um, being able to uh, provide access to, to college for their students, uh, whether it's to be able to earn their first home and, and, and be able to purchase it and qualify for a loan, stuff of that nature, really getting them into that transitional mindset. So these are minimum wage earners? Yes. Or $10 an hour or less kind of hourly wages that people are, assuming they're working full time? Exactly. And below that, uh, if anything, our uh, applicants don't traditionally qualify for other types of affordable housing that's offered. So we're actually there as a safety net for the safety net for those people who wow. are extremely low income. Wow. Is it a private nonprofit charity? Is it a part of the county? How is it? It has county in its name. I'm just not sure. No, that's a good point. Actually, it is private, fully funded through private funds, uh, whether it's donations or whether it's, uh, you know, banks adopting one of our families, but it's absolutely private. And that's why we're able to provide those uh, uh, requirements that actually go beyond or below the district requirements and federal requirements. How did you become involved with this organization? I started off as an academic advisor on the stepping up side. So we have Orange County Community Housing Corporation as our parent company. And 30 years into the mission, they started realizing that 
we, we were, they started seeing that this cycle of poverty was continuing. So they decided to go ahead and start an educational side. Mm-hmm. And that educational component was named Stepping Up. So introducing Stepping Up as a, as a means to start helping the family students, the, the families themselves, gain access, direct access to whether it's college or job opportunities. And that's where I came in. Uh, about two years ago, I started off as an academic advisor. I was uh, working there on the nonprofit side uh, while I was a grad student at Long Beach State University. Mm-hmm. And from there, slowly transitioned, and then uh, I uh, provided them a, a business plan and said, hey, if we start this testing services program, we can not only help our families, but we can create a social enterprise that okay. would uh, be able to uh, you know, supplement and provide additional revenue to our nonprofit side. We're speaking with Juan Sandoval. He's Director of Testing Services at Orange County Community Housing Corporation. You said the organization has been around for over 30 years? Correct. 1977. Any sense for how many people in Orange County would qualify for that $20,000 a year or less earnings? I mean, I'm not meaning to put you on the spot, but I'm just trying to get a sense. We have 3 million people in this county. I'm just wondering, does your organization have a sense for not just the, how many you can help, but how many, how big is the need? How many people fit into that category in the county? And, and that's the tricky thing when it comes to these numbers, because a lot of our families, well, let's just say they aren't necessarily tracked in, in, in the same traditional means. So we're looking at, if you look at a poverty rate around 15%, you know, a good portion of that is going to be people that do qualify for our housing. 15% of the 3 million? Right. So around those, around those figures. It's like 450,000 people. Absolutely. Shocking. Uh, yeah, especially now. Part of the reason why we do this nonprofit radio show each month here on Critical Mass Radio Show on octalkradio.net is to bring awareness to the community of business leaders and business owners to the plight of the less fortunate that are here in the county. Mm-hmm. Um, last week we talked about an organization that's feeding 15,000 people, thirteen to 15,000 people, Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow uh, at the Honda Center. That's They've been doing it for 30 years as well. The need it can be almost overwhelming uh, to think about that many of our residents who they, they get fed and that's only one of the places that's feeding people for one day out of one out of a year the need is really dramatic and so our hope is some of our audience will take the mission to heart and maybe get involved and we're going to be talking about how people can get involved with Orange County Community Housing Corporation a little bit later in the next segment, actually. We're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk to Juan, and I want to get a little bit more about stepping up. Definitely. We're going to talk about the program Stepping Up after these words from our commercial sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. 
Commercial Bank of California, or CBC, is a well-funded, full-service bank located in the heart of Orange County. CBC is ranked in the top 6% nationally for financial strength. Commercial Bank of California was founded in 2003 by a group of Orange County's finest entrepreneurs. To this day, our bank is governed by our founders, including General William Lyon of William Lyon Homes, Alex Morello of the Morello Group, and Frank Willey of Fidelity National Financial, to name a few. In short, we are a bank founded, built, and run by entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs. Not every business in Orange County should be our customer. However, if your business is looking for a bank that can assist in finance, production, analytics, and risk management, there's no better bank to choose. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000 or visit us on the web at www.cbcal.com. Or at our new headquarters at 19752 MacArthur Boulevard in Irvine. Member FDIC. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Juan Sandoval is our featured guest for this segment. He is with the Orange County Community Housing Corporation. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. As I said at the open, you've downloaded over 18,000 episodes during the last 30 days. And we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services, as well as hundreds of middle market companies' websites who's had their CEO or business owner on our website in the past, and they put the player there. If you'd like to reach out to me, I can be found on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. My Twitter handle is CEO Peer, P-E-E-R Groups, CEO Peer Groups, and you can find us on Facebook as well as Critical Mass. And you can also load in to your favorite podcasting software the words Critical Mass Radio Show, and you can automatically get our show updates every week. We do three shows a week. All right, let's return to the conversation. In the in the open, you talked about a, pro, a main program that the Orange County Community Housing Corporation offers called Stepping Up. Can you talk a little bit about this program? Absolutely. Okay. Stepping Up programs are educational access program that we provide for our housing uh, residents. However, quickly after the beginning or the onset of the program, we realized that a lot of other students 
They were in similar circumstances, low-income, first-generation, also needed services. So what we have is a nonprofit side called CAP, which is College Awareness Program, and that's focused on college mentoring, tutoring, and really providing access to students, that opportunity to get to that next level, to, the, to higher education. We also have a family uh, mentoring component that's focused on our housing residents and being able to essentially provide them the means to get to whether it's home ownership or simply a higher quality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, then we also have uh, the program that I'm the director of called Stepping Up Testing Services. This is a social enterprise. So as a social enterprise, we have a sliding scale in which we charge our customers uh, based on their income. And then from there, we're able to subsidize and supplement the revenue coming into the nonprofit side and be able to essentially self-sustain as a means to protect ourselves from the economic you know, ups and downs that every nonprofit has to. Right. You know. Social enterprise is important for nonprofits to create revenue streams that are self-sustaining, that they control. They're not dependent on donors and foundations, etc. I think it's very empowering as well to control your own budget that way. So the the concept behind stepping up is that by through education you're going to be able to advance the people that you're helping to another socioeconomics level exactly with the goal of going to college is that what i heard or trade school or what yes when it comes to the family mentoring side it it includes trade school it includes you know home ownership when it comes to the nonprofit side and the social enterprise side the focus is higher education what we what we know according to stats and what have you is that in order to break that cycle of poverty, you really need to use education as that lifeline, and you know as that that those access points are incredibly important to break that cycle of poverty. Um, are there many English as a second language learners in your programs? Yes, quite a few. The majority majority of our families are English, you know, uh, learners. Uh, however, our students, by by and large, they are English speaking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. The Orange County Community Housing Corporation, of which Juan Sandoval is director of the testing services, did I hear you say that you actually have physical housing for people? Is that the assistance that you're providing to them? Yes. So our Orange County Community Housing Corporation side owns 225 units across Orange County and growing. So through there, we're able to provide affordable housing. We're able to provide affordable homes for first-time homeowners. And through there, we're able to offer our family mentoring side to those families, as well as our educational side, and be able to provide uh, services for their, for their students, for their children. So does that mean that the that the housing corporation comes in and actually buys a physical apartment building and then creates a model that is makes for affordable housing then for the individuals who occupy it? Exactly. So, so you, I'm go, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, you have to buy the, the property at market rates. Exactly. So we purchase a home at market rate. We do a great renovation. Our executive director, Nora Mendez, does an absolute phenomenal job of finding locations and finding the right homes right. and is incredibly astute when it comes to those means. And from there, we're able to make a profit and then go on to sell it at below market and sustain ourselves through that. And that's why right now we continue to be a growing so program. Any sense for, I mean, 30 years, how many people the organization has helped over those years? To say thousands would be a, right. <laughs> yeah, at, at least I think we had thought about doing those figures and looking at it. I think it was in the neighborhood of a couple thousand uh, families that have gone through and successfully received some one of our services, whether it's through the educational side or through our actual housing side. It, you know, the, the uh, idea of owning a home is sort of the quote-unquote American dream, which mm-hmm. is more and more under challenge with the price of homes, the, the amount of debt, and then people who just aren't making the wage to be able to afford the mortgage. It must be a transformational thing, though, for the people that your organization helps to actually get them into a piece of property that they can afford. 
definitely. I mean, the, the American dream. I mean, I know a lot of has been said about that for the you know past several months, especially during election time. Right. And that really is our, our aim is being able to provide the access to that, the opportunity to fulfill that. Mm. So I'm talking with Juan Sandoval. He's with the Orange County Community Housing Corporation. He's director of their testing services, which is a social enterprise, as well as the program called Stepping Up. So what specific challenges does your organization currently face? And can you share a little bit about how the community might help your organization with that challenge? Absolutely. Specific to Stepping Up, it's always about funding as a nonprofit, even as a social enterprise. It's also about customers and, you know, having having more and more people look at stepping up testing services as an option for SAT and ACT test prep. Okay. Uh, going onto our website and, and then looking at us and give us, giving us that opportunity to win them over. I have extensive experience when it comes to college prep. Um, I started off at a for-profit. I've gone on and created my own strategies with uh, great success with our students and uh, yeah, looking on to build on that, but definitely donations. Do you have events that are funding events? Charity, a golf tournament, a raffle? I mean, how do you bring in donors and revenue through your funding population? Great. So we have two main events that are that are coming up that I definitely wanted to share with your viewers. We have the Affordable Housing Awards that will be coming up in March 2015. Okay. And then we also have our Lantern in uh, 2016, which would be on June 11th at a UCI's University Club. That's our mainstay, and that really is where we try to, you know, really do a great job of fundraising sure. and using our marketing ability when it comes to... And that's in 2015? Absolutely. Annual event mm-hmm. in the summer co-hosted it or hosted at uci yes uci's university club okay mm-hmm. i have not been to uci's university club but it sounds nice <laughs> me neither okay well maybe sure this we'll year pleasantly surprised yeah me. and people that go they're paying to get in probably and there's probably a silent auction and exactly a live yeah. auction yes we've had it at a lot of different great venues and uh it's all of the above. Okay. Silent auction. There's there's a, a cost for the dinner. Um, there's a lot of political representatives throughout the throughout Orange County. Um, there's a lot of you know, educationally connected people and what have you. And right. A lot of our past donors. Right. And I'm sure you're probably recognizing maybe some of the people that have benefited from your services and the progress that they've made in their life, etc. Mm-hmm. Those are always very moving moments when you get to see how an organization has directly transformed an individual or a family's life mm-hmm. by being involved with them. So it sounds like it would be a worthwhile event for people to look into. So what's your website? If they wanted to find out more about your organization and these upcoming events, how do they do that? So for Stepping Up, steppingup.info is where you can look at, look at more information when it comes to SAT and ACT test prep. And for our uh, parent company, occhc.org. OCCHC.org. Correct. Okay. And is there a link from that to Stepping Up? I imagine there must be. But Stepping Up has its also independent website because it's revenue generator. (laughs) Exactly. Right? Want to make it easy to find. That's it. So is it hard to pass those college entrance exams? It's increasingly difficult, and the stakes are increasing by the minute. Right. Uh, when you look ten years from ten years ago, uh, when you, you needed basic requirements in order to qualify, and now where it's a gamble whether or not you're going to get accepted to a CSU based on your SAT or ACT scores. Right. The the rising population of people who want to go to college, plus the challenges with the budget of how many class seats you can offer, it's basic supply and demand. Right, so the test scores have had to increase to be able to kind of 
moderate how many people get into the different institutions. What about um, community colleges? Do you help people prepare to go to the local community college as well? We do. However, to a very large extent, that's a last resort, simply because when you look at the comparison when it comes to graduation rates, okay. um, if a student is qualified, um, President Obama talked about the undermatching phenomenon that we're running into right now when it comes to students who are prepared and able to get into an Ivy League or UC, but yet are having to resort to a community college. That actually does a disservice for them and a disservice for, uh, to the community when it comes to their eventual uh, economic prospects. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... More people could go if there was more seats available to accept them, right? Exactly. Well, Juan, the time has flown by, as always. Juan Sandoval, yeah, Director of Testing Services for Orange County Community Housing Corporation. Thank you for coming in this day before the long weekend. I Mm -hmm. appreciate you sharing just a little bit about your organization. Keep in mind that Critical Mass Radio Show covers those type of galas and events where we'll come and report on them, bring back some audio, play it. So maybe later this summer, the UCI event, let's stay connected, and, and maybe we can come out and cover that. You get some visibility back to our audience for your event. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Welcome. Thank you. All right, Thanks. we're going to take our second commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back, Alexandra Armstrong, founder of Haiti Scholarships, will be our guest for the next two segments. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. that over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's myself. 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. 
Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. As promised, Alexandra Armstrong, co-founder of Haiti Scholarships, is in the studio. We're going to be spending the next two segments with her. But before we do that, I'd like to let you know that our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our program is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. And with our exclusive prospect engagement program, Critical Mass Radio Show delivers 23 warm prospects to each of our platinum advertisers each year. To learn more, contact Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. Today being the day right before a long weekend, I know she's at Pismo Beach with her family, so she may not answer the cell phone, which is that number that I gave you, but leave a message. I'm sure she'll call you back as soon as possible. Alexandra, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for having me. Tell me a little bit about your organization. You're the co-founder of it. Help me to understand the purpose, vision, mission behind Haiti Scholarships, please. So Haiti Scholarships, it's a 501c3 organization, and we fundraise money to provide scholarships for students in Haiti. So we do all sorts of fundraising activities so that students in Haiti have the opportunity to go to school. In Haiti, about 90% of schools are private, Mm -hmm. which means that if parents and families don't have the money to pay for the registration, the fees, the books, the uniforms, the transportation, a lot of times they just don't end up going to school. So we're trying to help in any small way that we can by kind of bridging that gap and providing scholarships to those students that we can. What is an annual tuition? What's a representative number? It varies, and it it sounds kind of lame, but, you know, a lot of people use a dollar a day, and it really does. If you have a dollar a day to provide, about $300 covers um, a full registration and tuition for most kids. For university, it's a little bit higher. Okay. Um, Our university students receive a little bit of a higher scholarship to account for that. We don't provide 100% because we do like the kids or the families to have Mm -hmm. some kind of buy-in. So we provide a partial scholarship. Um, in the hopes that that will kind of give them the push to to keep going to school. I'm speaking with Alexandra Armstrong. I'm talking about her, the organization that she co-found called Haiti Scholarships. Who's the other co-founder? Jim Mahar. And yeah, I definitely need to bring him in there because it was his idea initially and he roped me in and that's a funny story that I'd love to share with you guys. Go ahead. <laughs> we love funny stories. So I've actually never met Jim in person, which is really funny. We've that been working funny. together on this organization for over three years and we talk on the phone, Facebook, everything, but we've actually never met. But we both volunteered with an organization called All Hands Volunteers. That's how we we connected through Facebook, through this organization that we both volunteered in Haiti after okay. the earthquake. Okay. Um, so through mutual friends, we connected on Facebook, and he posted a status that said, hey, do you guys think we can raise $300 to send one of the local volunteers to school? And I was one of the few brilliant people that answered, of course we can. Um, so he roped me in, and he said, hey, let's start doing this. Let's do it. And I said, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> and before you know it, we were filling out our articles of incorporation and filing 501c3 documents. And now here we are three years later. We've got about 18 students this year that we're providing okay. scholarships for. So small but growing. Right. And I imagine part of the challenge, and tell me if I'm right or wrong on this, is that 
this is kind of a one-year thing. I mean, if you're able to sponsor a student one year, there may be eight, nine, ten, twelve more years of education ahead of that person. Yeah. So it would be sort of nice if you could sponsor them all the way through, right? Exactly. And the nice thing, um, most of our students that we have right now have been with us since the beginning. Um, so, you know, they've, they're students that we've gotten to know. We have one student, Fauna, who just started her nursing program this year, and that's been awesome to see wow. her transition and really taking a huge jump into her career. So it's nice to see them come through. We have a couple university students that are starting to really give back to their community, and it's been awesome to see them blossom. And we like to think a small part of it is because of our investment in them. <laughs> I'm sure it is. So. How long did you spend in Haiti doing the volunteer work? My initial trip down there um, with one of our other board members, her name is Abby. She was the one that brought this up initially after the earthquake in January of 2010. She presented the idea. She said, I really want to go. And I had just finished law school and gotten married and passed the bar. And I said, okay, I have no school. This is the one time that I can drop everything. Have no and, job? Yeah. I had a, I had a job. Oh, you're lucky. Yay. Yeah. Wow. An attorney who passed the bar and had a job. Woo-hoo. Those uh, were the days. Yeah. It wasn't my top pick, but it worked. <laughs> but yeah, I said, you know, if I don't do it now. Did you, did you mean to just say that on the air? That it wasn't your top pick? Yes. I'm not there anymore. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. I actually don't practice Woo. law at all I was saying, wow, what a relief. <laughs> So I said it's now or never because it's it's the perfect time for me to be able to finally do this. Right. So we went. Our first trip in 2010 was for 10 days, and then we went again in 2011 for two weeks. So needless to say, I don't mean to minimize it, but was it kind of a life-changing thing for you to see Definitely. what you saw? Yeah. For me, it was. I grew up in Guatemala for a few years, so a lot okay. of it was very similar to me as far as a developing third world country. So for me, it even had more of an impact being able to go to a place that so much resembled somewhere where I came from. Uh-huh. But definitely, I mean, you saw all of the rubble and, you know, the shattered lives. A lot of people lost family. A lot of our students lost family or parents. So, oh. you know, in, in a country where the educational system is already broken, that made it even worse because you right. lost people that might have been able to provide financially for you to go to school. So the birth of Haiti scholarships, I think, was even more important because of that. Right. A couple of years ago, we had a husband and wife entrepreneur who created a company called Epic, and they sell wristwatches. And a part of every watch, the proceeds of the watch, go to buy water purification filtration systems, personal systems that mm-hmm. last about, I think, a year. Yeah. Charcoal filtered to give, because they went there and mission work, and they realized people didn't even have basic clean drinking water. Yeah, it's insane how much... Um how much we take for granted here, right? And how much over there just is is not right. Um, you could go to the bank and stand in line for three hours just to withdraw whatever money you have. And my husband and I joked the other day we were trying to make a left hand or a right hand turn lane, and there wasn't a right hand turn lane. We had to wait for the light. I'm like, mm. oh, this is so annoying. <laughs> and I just had to so laugh. And I'm like, oh, you know, we're complaining about one minute maybe that we have to wait for a light, and then you think of people that are waiting for so much more important things. Right. So so tell me again, the last time you were physically in Haiti was when? That was in 2011. Okay. I haven't been able to go back, but Jim Mahar goes back quite frequently. He is involved in so many amazing projects over there. Haiti Scholarships is just kind of one slice of the pie sure. for him. Um, and he actually has an elementary school um, that the locals named after him. It's the Jim wow. Mahar Elementary School, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Any sense, kind of secondhand from Jim's reporting, what's the con- how ha- how far has the country come back from the It's ocean? gotten better. I know that even in 2011, when I went back, a lot of the rubble 
had been removed in most places. I mean, it took a really, really long time to move that from one place to another to another and finally kind of get rid of it. But Haiti in general is just a difficult country for so many reasons other than the earthquake. There's so many challenges that it has, the government and the way that it's run. Uh-huh. So, you know, I think everything progresses a little bit. Right. But, you know, there's still a lot, a lot of work to do. We're talking with Alexandra Armstrong. She is co-founder of Haiti Scholarships. It is amazing how much a small amount of money can do in a person's life. Yes, it is incredible. Um, like I was mentioning before, a dollar a day, we do. We have the opportunity to do monthly donations. And I'm not rich by any means, but I subscribe for $10 a month. And you don't even notice it. But when you add it up over the course of a year and you send right. that to a student in Haiti, it could be life-changing for right. them. Right, because education might be... We were just talking with the earlier gentleman from the nonprofit folks on Orange County that's severely low-income people, that their path to improvement is, is in education. That's yeah. what his part of it is focused on. It sounds like that's what your charity is focused on as well, is a path out of poverty in Haiti is getting some level of education, I yeah. take it. We actually had one of our students this morning. His name is Onel, and he's one of our university students that I was mentioning earlier that's really giving back to his community in various ways. And he posted a status this morning on Facebook that said, education is our passport. Hmm. And that was it. And I thought that is so powerful. And they, they know it. They realize how important this is for them. And to not be able to take advantage of that, for right. some of them, must be so frustrating. Right. Because think about, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to our audience of CEOs <laughs> of middle market companies. But think about the last time you spent $300 on something. I don't know. Maybe it was a dinner. I don't know. But $300 can go pretty quickly. Yeah. Right? On a one-time oh, yeah. event. I don't know. A new pair of shoes. I don't know what it is. You know, uh, the to me luggage, uh, <laughs> things like that, right? And which are nice to have, but maybe don't have the lasting impact. Yeah, it could be life-changing, definitely. could be life-changing. So uh, we're talking with Alexandra Armstrong, co-founder of Haiti Scholarships here on the Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show. We're going to take our third and final commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to continue to talk about their fundraising methods, your your guiding principle for the nonprofit. We're going to spend the 10 minutes to, towards the end with Alexandra just getting a little bit deeper into her organization, a little bit more about herself, too. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, buninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. There's something positive about the word up. 
When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top 10 universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass uh, Nonprofit Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Alexandra Armstrong, co-founder of Haiti Scholarships, is our featured guest for this segment. I mean, I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 18,000 episodes during the last 30 days. And we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. We've more than doubled our downloads since January of 2013. In no smart Small part thanks to Amanda Pointer, who is our associate producer, who's been working with guest engagement. We'd all like you to put the shows on your website. All of our shows can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher, hundreds of middle market businesses' websites who had their CEO on our show and they put the player on their website, as well as business-oriented podcasting services. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, my name is Richard Franzi on LinkedIn. Our Twitter handle is CEO Peer Groups, one word, CEO Peer Groups. You can also find us through your favorite podcasting software by typing in Critical Mass Radio Show. And then every week you'll get at least two, if not three, shows that will be automatically updated through your podcasting player. All right, Alexandra, tell me a little bit about your guiding principle for you as a co-founder of your organization how you're building and growing it. Just keep moving forward. <laughs> so many things. Haiti is a beautiful, beautiful country. Is it? It is. I... It's gorgeous. It's beautiful beaches. You would never think about it because the media only portrays right. kind of, yeah. you know, the, the shanties rubble. and right. the rubble and the tent Poverty. areas. But it's actually a beautiful country. Beautiful beaches and areas to visit. And they are trying to increase their tourism. They've been making a really, really big push. Was but that a part of their economy before the earthquake that got devastated? I think very small, very but small. after the earthquake, I know the, um, I don't know if it's like the Department of Tourism or, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure what the government calls it, but I know they've been working really, really hard to increase that and they're building kind of new hotels and stuff like that. So it sounds like hope. you would be a great place because your vacation dollar would go a long way. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I mean, you could have a hell of a time on a beautiful beach you know, for not a lot of money. Yeah, we went, uh, when, when we visited there, we went to a few beaches and they're gorgeous and they have the huge lobsters that they, I don't know what you're, uh-huh. if you're a vegetarian or not, but they kind of crack them and kill them right there and serve okay. them and my cousin had one. It was delicious, I guess. <laughs> well, we were talking off mic that the that the official language is Creole. Yes. Right? And yes. So, it's kind of a mix of uh, French and like an indigenous. So the other side of that, I'm thinking, well, they must have good food. Yeah, right? delicious. <laughs> you know, wherever there's Creole, there's spicy <laughs> food, man. It's got to be it's got to be that going for them, too, yeah, right? It's really good. Yeah. So a lot of plantains and rice and beans. We joked on uh, mm-hmm. the area that we stayed in when we were there uh-huh. you know they, you have to feed over 100 people so it's pretty basic uh-huh. food every day so rice and beans got a little boring after a while but now you kind of miss them right yeah. well hey i tell you <laughs> go to haiti for the food yeah. stay for the beach <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right well now we're turned into their tourism group too see this is this is what else haiti scholarships can do you can you can also do some social enterprise that way so much yeah so let's talk talking about social enterprise let's talk about your fundraising methods such as crowdfunding to raise capital for your organization can you share your experience with that so 
so far we've done a lot of just kind of using our personal networks. We haven't delved in too much into crowdfunding we'd like to because you know your personal networks kind of get tired after a while of you constantly banging them for money but they've all been amazing thank you shout outs to everyone that doesn't defriend me on facebook (laughs) so so that's the proper way we're going to get in how people can connect to the organization. Yeah, Facebook. We have a Facebook ha- page, Haiti Scholarships. Uh, we also have a website, HaitiScholarships.org. But yeah, so mainly right now it's through personal connections and networks um, and stuff like that. We actually had a very successful matching campaign this summer that one of our board members, um, Krista, provided. So she fronted $2,000 for, you know, okay. to raise another $2,000. So we right. raised a total of $4,000 this summer, which was huge for our really small organization. Right. Well, every organization was small at one time, yeah. right? So this is a grassroots, get in on the ground floor. Oh, yeah. Is your board fully capacitized? Do you have spots on your There's board? always spots open. Yes. Right. And we have one board meeting a month which is always fun. It's always exciting. I feel like every month I get reinvigorated to do more and, and accomplish more for the organization. Right. Are you looking for any specific skills to add to your board? Do you need like a CPA? you got the attorney covered here. So. <laughs> Not necessarily. Any Anyone that's passionate and interested, really. We have... Um, all of our board members so far are people that we've known because they were in Haiti or traveled with us or right. with one of the other board members, and they just have a passion for what they do. So everyone, we have one board member who's in um, Colorado. He's still volunteering with the original organization that we went to Haiti with are now in Colorado. They do disaster response all over the world. Mm-hmm. So he's there now. Jim is a professor in New York. I'm here. We have board members in Ohio, and Abby's in Orange County. Krista bounces between Chicago and Haiti. She kind of goes back and forth as well. So we Skype. That's our method of holding our board meetings. Well, look at that. It's virtual. So it's a little different, yeah, because they're all over the place. So if you can hear our voice now, either live on octalkradio.net. You can be part of our board members. You could be on the board. (laughs) What a great advantage that is. Yeah, it's pretty awesome to have people kind of throughout the country and be able to log in at a certain time and and have an impact on this one organization. Right, have a direct impact. And I imagine the board meetings don't last that long since they're Skype in different time zones. It's probably a very efficient use of We found the perfect day and time that works for everyone, so that was the tricky part. But now we've got Sundays, 5.30 Pacific Standard Time. That's what works for everyone, so. Okay, well, there you go. Maybe someone will reach out to you through your Facebook page. So let's talk about the current, current challenge. I know every organization has challenges, but is there one in particular that you'd like to share with our audience? Well, right now we're on the verge of kind of taking a giant leap into hiring our first local staff member in Haiti. So far we've had um, John Kendi, who's been our, our volunteer in Haiti, and he's helped us do everything from translating to communicating for us with our students. But we figure it's about time that we hire someone that can do a lot more on the ground for us, okay. which we're really excited about. We have this amazing person that's willing to, to be our first local staff member, but that means we have to pay her which I'm really happy about because she'll deserve it. But it's a huge leap of faith for us because so far all of the money that we get goes straight to our scholarships or to really small expenses for the organization. So this is the first time that we have to allocate a fairly large sum for us, (laughs) for our staff members. So we're taking the leap and hoping that with all of the stuff that she'll be able to get us, you know, like more stories on our students, maybe some bios and pictures and Um, She'll help us connect a lot more with our donors, and that in turn will give us a higher return, and then that'll keep her payment, you know, we can pay her and pay our scholarships, and hopefully it all works out. But that's that's a challenge that we're dealing with right now, which we're excited about, 
but I'm deathly terrified of as well. <laughs> so, so how can the Critical Mass Radio Show audience and community help you, Alexander Armstrong? Well, we're that? definitely always looking for sponsors for our students. If someone is interested in sponsoring Berlin Salary, that would be awesome. I think it's, is it's our local staff okay. member that we'll Berlin. be hiring. It's, can I ask what an annual wage would be? Is that I'm not exactly okay. sure, but we're the money that we'll be paying her is going to be about $50 a month. So it's not huge to us, but over there it makes a huge difference, and that will cover her salary for a couple of days, which seems crazy. Wow. But to our organization, it's, um, right. yeah, it's a it's, commitment. It's a, it's, it's a big commitment, right. and to our local staff member, hopefully it is enough to, to really help them out. And, and so then, for $50 a month, you get a couple of days a month of her time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And she yeah. will dedicate time to helping you raise your visibility? Yeah, she'll communicate with and... our students and take pictures and translate stuff when we need it. Uh-huh. So we're really, really excited to have her on board, and we just hope that we can make it all work. Right. Well, I'm <laughs> So if someone wants to help make that a reality, I'd be hugely indebted. <laughs> right. So for a year, $50, that's like, what, 600 bucks a year? Is what you're I'm terrible for. at math, but I'll take your word for well, it. Well, you know, you have that law degree. <laughs> Where'd you go to law school? Chapman. Chapman. Yes. Okay, great. What kind of law did you think you were going to practice? Um, I really liked ADR, so alternative dispute resolutions. Yes. Um, and then immigration. And I really wanted to do nonprofit work. But okay. in 2009, when I graduated, that was just not very feasible. Yeah. <laughs> it was a terrible year to graduate law school. Yes. Yes. My son was in law school then and he said, you're lucky you're not graduating yeah, this year because maybe the economy fun. will be better when you get out. Yeah. I think it was 2009 because he, he just graduated in May and it's a three year. So maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was still at UCI undergrad. Nonetheless, yeah. there were many years where it just wasn't a good, a good yeah. thing to be graduating from a law school regardless of what law school and where your rank was. Yeah, or what you wanted to do. It was yeah. tough. So my son just found out he passed the bar last Friday. We were that's very huge. happy for him. It's big, he, big relief, right? I said because that was the first emotion I had. I, not, I was happy for him, yeah. but I was more relieved. Oh God, you thank God he's not to do that if again. If it's good or bad that they announce it right before Thanksgiving, you I know. know. I mean, so it's cool. either awful or awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> it's awesome in the Franzi household. We're celebrating. All right. Good. So you're doing a month-long fundraiser for Haiti scholarships. What is that? Uh, yeah, right now I've been selling these Christmas ornaments actually that are made by another nonprofit called A Parent Project. Okay. So they hire local artisans in Haiti that make these oh. out of kind of recycled metal and beautiful ornaments for your Christmas trees. So they make them, they ship them out to people that want to fundraise with them. So I half the proceeds go to Haiti scholarships, half the proceeds go back to their organization to pay their local artisans. Uh-huh. And also I think a dollar that goes back to them goes to their daycare facility which they have now started so that their artisans don't have to worry about where their kids are going. So they have a daycare facility that feeds them and takes care of their children. So, um, yeah, so for $8 an ornament, you get a beautiful ornament, and you get to support two pretty great organizations, in my opinion. (laughs) And and this, too, can be found on the website? Yeah, on our blog, hadiescholarships.org. I have a blog on there about it with more information. Um, We also have an Amazon Smile account. So if you're shopping on Amazon during the holidays, you log in through Amazon Smile pay Katie scholarships and a portion of what you're already paying um, goes to Haiti scholarships. So it doesn't take anything more from you. Right. But it's Amazon's giving a piece of yeah. their Which is a really easy you. way to, to help support the organization. And then I will be wrapping presents at Barnes and Noble on December 21st from 4 to 8 p.m. at the Irvine Spectrum. There's a Barnes & Noble still out there? Yes. Oh, wow, a bookstore. There's still a bookstore. And they Get do, there while it's uh, still there. Yeah, they do gift wrapping fundraisers. So really? I can 
you know, wrap your gifts and you can donate to Haiti scholarships as well. And where's that Barnes and Noble? At the Irvine Spectrum. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think where that is. But when you get to the Spectrum, you'll find it. Yeah. They have signs. Yes. How could you miss it? <laughs> Listen for all the people laughing and having a good time. Just exactly. follow that. Go buy a book and uh, get something gift wrapped. All right. So what's final question? We have about a minute left here. What What's the future for Haiti Scholarship? You oh, started have, this thing now. What, what's your vision? I need more than a minute for that. My goodness. All right, um, we'll take your time. Paul, we're running a little bit late today. <laughs> all right, go ahead. It's first of all, it's providing more scholarships to more students. That would be our big priority is being able to reach more kids. My big kind of pipeline dream is being able to have a facility in Leogon, which is um, the town where most of our students are from, that could be kind of like a drop-in tutoring center. So okay. having a place where they can go do homework, kind of tutor each other. And even further down the line, I'd love to have some kind of career counseling and guidance for our students so that they know what they can achieve. Mm. Um, I feel like most kids in Haiti just don't know what options are there for them because so many don't go to school and don't go to college. So I would love to have, you know, like workshops or seminars where people come and say, this is what you can do. I'm a teacher. I'm a nurse. I'm a doctor. I'm an attorney. So they can kind of reach for the stars. They feel like they, they've never really had that opportunity. So that's my huge pile, castle in the sky. I think you did that in like a minute. It's very yes. inspiring, though. Um, so it, what I get from that is there's no real end to the need. No. I mean, there can always be people that you can help. There's always right. something that can be done. Being uneducated in a poor nation does not sound like a good life, right? It's a hard life. You it's know, they might um, they might make do and they might be, you know, fairly happy, but, it, but it's a tough life. you don't have a lot, yeah, right? Yeah. You are living on, I mean, we were just talking uh, with the first guest, uh, $20,000 a year trying to make it make, a, make ends meet here in Orange County, California. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, right? But that $20,000 in Haiti, you probably have... Oh, they'd be rich. Uh, right. Yeah. So, but still, it's hard to get to $20,000 mm-hmm. in earnings in Haiti. It's hard to get to that here in Orange County as well. Yeah. But it's a little bit easier because of prevailing wage, et cetera, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and minimum wage. So the need in that country was always there. The earthquake certainly made it worse because it took some of the basic services out. And it's thanks for organizations like Haiti Scholarships and others, people are rushing in to try to help rehabilitate the country because i think on their own it would take a lot longer for haiti without foreign aid and help to actually get back to where they were let alone to advance yeah so you're to be commended for being willing to do this i'm thank you. so glad that you were brought to our attention here on critical yeah, thank you so much for having me we're really really excited to be here last time somebody wants to donate how do they do that www.hadischolarships.org hadischolarships.org and haiti is spelled h-a-i-t-i perfect all right Alexandra Armstrong, thank you. Happy holidays. Enjoy your time. I appreciate you doing what you're doing, being a friend of the program and a part of our community. Thank you so much, and congrats again to your son. Well, thank you. (laughs) All right, I'd like to thank our sponsors. Since we're thanking people, I should thank them. Brandman University, Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS protection. I'd like to thank the entire team that makes this show possible. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for business, or maybe refer a guest or advertise, you can visit us, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. This is your host, Rick Franzi, saying until the next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You've been listening to the Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show, Orange County's only talk radio show dedicated to featuring nonprofit organizations and their leader, with your host, Richard Franzi. 